0: Hang on, can we start this part over? Sure. I'm sorry, I got distracted. (laughs) Welcome to Pod Sounds, the podcast that breaks down the Beach Boys' seminal album, Pet Sounds. I'm Cecilia, and I'm Gil. This song, I feel like, is a weird one, uh, and and I I'm not totally sure what to make of it, and I'm not totally sure what I'm going to say about it.
1: All right, well, uh, I've got some things to say. I think it's it's interesting uh, for. You know, kind of contextually, given what we've already heard, the first, uh, the first three tracks, um, I think it's also interesting to put it in a larger perspective as far as uh, sort of pop music history, too. So uh, hmm. I think there are, there are things to talk about.
0: For people who are just joining us, uh, the song that we're talking about today is the fourth track, Don't Talk, parentheses, Put Your Head on My Shoulder. Which I think is meant to distinguish it, so not to be confused with. Put your head on my shoulder.
1: Paul Anka, nineteen fifty-eight. Yeah. yeah, Paul Anka, nineteen fifty-eight. But I, I do think that it's it, there's at least some um, conversation with that song too. So, um, but stay tuned for as as we move forward. Hmm?
0: I don't know the lyrics of that song.
1: All right, well, look them up. No, I'll 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 have them read at the ready. <laughs>
0: Do you have notes that you want to say beforehand because I have a couple that could No, be a no you could
1: write. No, prelude away.
0: Okay. So, Brian is the only vocalist present on this song. It's this this is to the Beach Boys as yesterday is to the Beatles because Paul was the only vocalist on that one. So, there are no other voices present and as with I think we talked about this in You Still Believe in Me, but in case we didn't, he is sort of doing the same vocal affectation as he was doing on that song, sort of this childlike tone of voice as a means of evoking innocence or kind of, kind of a, a simplicity of mind, I guess. Carol Kay, I don't know if Carol Kay was present at all on the... The instrumentation of this one is different to some of the others. The way she talked about it when she was quoted calls it almost classical in its chord changes. And I don't entirely know what all the the chords are in this song. It's we're in the key of D, but other than that, I I couldn't name each specific chord because they're very weird. And we have an instrumental track actually that when we play that, you'll see kind of how many layers there are to each chord. The the classical nature of some of these chord changes represents Brian's pursuit of that classical impulse that he was, he was trying to do something more sophisticated yeah uh, but
1: i do believe i do believe she uh she does play bass on it i think there's somebody at least this is according to uh um genius i think there's somebody playing double bass on it as well
0: i hear i know i hear a cello um and if there's double bass then that would also make sense i guess that would be a sensible pairing.
1: So uh, this song has a couple uh, Sinatra connections as well. I just kind am l- learning all these things as we go, um, real quickly. Uh, first of all, uh, lead guitar was played by Billy Strange. Um, Billy Strange is a member of the uh, of the Wrecking Crew, but he also arranged three songs for Frank Sinatra, uh, This Town and Younger Than Springtime from uh, 1967. And then earlier in 1967, he also arranged um, something stupid for Frank and his daughter, Nancy. So I love that song. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good song. So, and also on uh, guitar on this uh, track is Glenn Campbell, who, played uh played uh, guitar on some Sinatra recordings as well just as a studio musician so uh there you go a couple more uh, Sinatra connections
0: that's so funny that you should mention mention Sinatra because I was thinking that this is just the sort of song that Sinatra I feel like would reasonably incorporate into his live show at this point in his career oh interesting like, I I could very much, I could, I could uh, hear, you know, there are words we both could say, you know? <laughs> he, he slides up to those notes because that's what he always does. You know, he's and also has, back and forth across the yeah. stage. This, like, I'm I'm imagining it's something akin to, well, something akin to something. The George gotcha. Harrison song that he would right. do. Yeah. Which was, of course, later than this, but...
1: Right, right. And uh, um, it's interesting because in... Uh... He could have done a, a medley because earlier he, uh, in, at Capitol Records in the, in the 50s, he had recorded a song called Talk to Me. So there you go.
0: Oh, perfect. I don't know who would arrange it. Like it it wouldn't be this kind of arrangement necessarily. And I don't know who, I mean, what arrangers was he working with at the time? I know at this point, well,
1: at this point it was still, I mean, Riddle was still in the picture, although uh, kind of, kind of uh, not for much longer, but Don Costa, he was working with and, uh, and um, still Jenkins. Um, Oh yeah. Either, either of those could have done something with this song. No doubt.
0: really weird already I think it's you know we don't have a propulsive tempo the way we've had on some of the other songs we don't have this sense of forward motion quite in the same way with the organ especially it it sort of sounds like we're suspended and the tempo is very slow it's very largo as we would say so what do you make of that
1: well, that's that's interesting because lyrically it is in direct response to the opening track. I think here they're together, or they would seem to be together, and as opposed to, but let's you know, um, you know, it seems the more we talk about it, it, only makes it worse to live without it. But let's talk about it. Oh, wouldn't it be nice? Well, here, don't talk, right? Don't talk to me, right? Put your Ooh. head on my shoulder. Don't talk. Take my hand and let me hear your heartbeat. Um, and so it's, it's a clear advance, if you will. But given what you've just said about the, about the orchestration or the arrangement, I'm wondering, is this a dream?
0: Ooh, I was going to say, you know, maybe it's, you know, when we're together, it seems like the world stands still. So they are together and sort of they go into this private little world, but what if it's a dream? Yeah, (laughs) Uh, but but I think Christopher Nolan of
1: you. (laughs) But it's kind of the same thing. There are words we both could say, but don't talk. Put your head on my shoulder, right? So, but it's it's we you know if track one, wouldn't it be nice? Is reality right now, right? That we can we we talked about that in episode three, right? Um, so go back and listen if you haven't already. Um, not you so say I'm talking about the audience, but anyway, I know. Um
2: <laughs> I got that. well,
1: you know, there are those there are those people who uh, write autobiographies but never read them, you know, that sort of thing. So uh, so if that's reality, then this could be yes, either a dream or that the talking time is done. Um there are words we both could say, but let's not, right? But don't talk. Um, I can, and, and I can still hear you. I can hear so much in your sighs. I can see so much in your eyes, right? So we don't need to talk because first of all, we're there together. Right. right, Or at least we imagine ourselves, you you know, it may, you know if, if it's in fact just a dream, he's imagining he's looking into her eyes. But whereas before they're talking on the phone and the only thing that's the only intimacy that they can share are the words over the phone, here there's 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 contact.
0: Thinking about the way, so so we've now explored the relationship between this song and wouldn't it be nice? The relationship with, because I mentioned it in the last episode when we talked about That's Not Me. So that song sort of explores the ambivalence of having removed oneself from one's environment, from a familiar environment, and then ambivalence and apprehension about reacclimating to that same environment. A reasonable interpretation could be, you know, this girl was in fact waiting for me. We're now together again. And there's so much we could say about our time apart, but we're going to forego all of those words.
1: Okay. Yeah. You know, let's I can just see that be too.
0: together. Let's not yes. even talk about it.
1: Right. Because we don't, uh, and because I sort of can, can hear so much. I can see so much. We don't need to put it into words. And that explain that could also explain the, the atmospheric nature of the song as well, right? It's not a driving, you said it's, it, you know, it doesn't, uh, you know, propel forward um, because it could be just uh, kind of creating that that feeling, that that, you know, kind of in music, creating that feeling of silence.
0: Yeah, of stillness. Right. Now I'm imagining it as sort of the sonic equivalent of a, like, 50s, 60s movie musical dream sequence where everything is blurry. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. You
0: know, it's like did Jerome Robbins choreograph this? That sort of thing.
1: Right, right.
0: But there is it's a that... dreamlike quality to it.
1: Yes. So yes. I think that you but...
0: were onto something there.
1: Okay. But the but the idea, you know, but that that what makes it dreamlike is the the reverie that they're in. Yeah. Right? So it's not, it's not a dream of, uh, you know, kind of, of, you know, him alone in his bedroom, right? It's the the, the dreamlike quality of being, of, of sharing time with the one you love together.
0: Um, going back to the tempo quickly. Sure. I almost prefer, so there, there was this piano demo that Brian made at Gold Star Studios. And as people, I sort of had to hunt down this clip and as people were commenting about the clip, they were like, wow, they must have been making making bank if they were able to do a whole demo, like use studio time for a demo. Because so They were like, even John and Paul just made them on their little tape recorders. <laughs> <laughs> and so I have a clip of it, the way that the piano, which, as I've mentioned, is a percussive instrument, responds or, or sort of creates... Creates a feeling that is chordally similar, but but uh, rhythmically different. Isn't that cool?
1: It is. It is very cool.
0: I mean, you've so you've got the piano sort of pumping out the one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Like you can, you can hear the measures broken up more solidly, I suppose, or more. There's more of a staccato as opposed to the very slow. Like you got the cymbal, I think, in the actual recording. Sort of very, very muddily, very murkily separating one measure and one beat from another. Um, and obviously the chord structure is not finished. Actually, the, the verse is pretty intact. Like that demo, the verse really mm-hmm. doesn't change that much from there to the final product. But the chorus is a little different. Mostly the, the main difference lies in the second part of the chorus, because this, this chord structure that he had for the first part um, is sort of continued, but in by the time the final product is made, it's changed a little, a little bit, and the don't talk, take my hand, that part is melodically different from what it was. So I like it a lot.
1: Yes, I do too. I do too. I, I, like, the, I'm, I like the finished product more than the demo, which you would hope would be the case. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> uh, not definitively ranking one over the other, you can't deny there's there is an undeniable difference in the way the tempo sounds the pace of the final product the, the finished song positively plods in comparison to the demo
1: yes um but i think that but that's but that, I,
0: what i'm saying is that that's not a criticism that's just an obvious difference and as we've talked about given this atmosphere that the composer is trying to establish it is in service of that atmosphere
1: Exactly. All right. That's what I would say. And so and that's why I, I think that the final product is is richer. It's different, yes, mm-hmm. but it's richer for all of that atmosphere. And I think mm-hmm. without that atmosphere, it's a different song in a sense.
0: with you feels so right we could live forever tonight let's not think about tomorrow this line i think is in direct conversation with both wouldn't it be nice and that's not me because wouldn't it be nice the whole point is you know let's talk about the future let's visualize this life that we might be able to have together later on but you know but now and this is why i think that this is sort of a continuation or sort of you know there, there was an interlude where he went away and then he comes back. And now this is after that break because now it's, you know, I've sort of seen what's out there. I'm the future. The idea of it makes me anxious. So now I don't want to talk about that anymore. Let's just be together right now.
1: Right. Seize the day or seize the night. Um, yes. Yes. And, and we could live forever tonight, right? That's a, a, a wonderful oxymoron. Um, yeah. And, uh, and, but that, but that idea of suspension, right? That this, you know, everything's here, everything we've, we've got everything we want, everything we need. Um, and so let's not, let's not think about the future. Let's not think about tomorrow mm-hmm. and Let's not talk about it. Let's not talk at all. Um, just come close, close your eyes, and be still, and listen to my heart beat. And that's 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 I think my favorite part of this song oh, is really? it's not listen to my heart right? It's not the it's not um, it's not, it's the, not noun. the noun. Yeah, now it's listen to my heart beat. Um,
0: Yeah. And in the first uh, verse, it was, let me hear your heart beat.
1: Yes. Yes. So we've
0: got both. So both hearts are present.
1: Yeah. So, so this, I, I, I think that this, I, yeah. So I agree with everything you said. I think it's, it definitely builds on, on what we've heard before on the album and, and, and pushes it forward a bit. Right. So now they Mm. are back together. They are, um, looking to, into each other's eyes. They're there together. Um, and the time for pondering what could be is, is, is done, right? This is the future. The future's now. You close your eyes and be still. I'll close, I'll close my eyes. I'll you know, I'll give you my hand and, uh, um, or take my hand, right? You, you know, give me your hand, and I'll put it yes. on my heart, so you can hear my and listen to my heartbeat.
0: Did you know that um, the German title of "I Want to Hold Your Hand" is "Komm, gib mir deine Hand," which is literally "Give me." Like I think of it as lachi da la mano," like literally "Give me your hand." <laughs> so, a lot take of songs these days, and also in Mozart's day, about hands. Take Taking each other's hands. It's a mm. universal uh, love song component.
1: Uh, but real quickly, now let's bring up the 1958 uh, song recorded by uh, Paul Anka, right? Because I think that his song is very much in the mold, or yeah, it was before, it was from 1958, but mm. it. But uh, wouldn't it be nice? Is much, much more like that, or you know, kind of in the sense of it's young love. Put mm-hmm. your head on my shoulder, hold me in your arms, baby, squeeze me oh so tight. Show me that you love me too. Put your lips next next to mine, dear. Won't you kiss me once, baby? Just a kiss, good night. Maybe you and I will fall in love. But that idea of just a kiss, good night, maybe, right? So. That's, that's definitely young love. And so I think this is sort of a nod to that, right? That put your head on my shoulder kind of idea. But this is this is a grown up version. This is a yeah. um a an more advanced
2: version. yes. Yeah. You
1: know, just like it's a more mature version of his own opening song. So mm-hmm. um, but I think that, you know, he could come up, you know, he and Tony Asher could have come up with something. Other than put your head on my shoulder, um, but I think it's intentional because I think it's he's he's interacting with he wants to respond to other music, other other music that people know, um, and uh, and he wants that that uh, that sense of history, that uh, uh, musical history, pop music history, and uh, a sense of well we're beyond that now, right? people probably lumped the Beach Boys with the Paul Ankas and, you know, people, you know, record, recording artists like that. And I think yes. he's saying, not anymore.
0: 1958 was eight years prior, so less than a decade. But the musical world was so different.
2: Oh, By yes, 66, right. The
0: leaps and bounds that had been made, it was it, it could have been another century. <laughs> so, yeah, so that, that growing up of the sound and the lyric. And the idea that they would want to put a more grown-up spin on that classic idea and be openly, you know, by, by using that same arrangement of words in the title, clearly demonstrating that they were in dialogue with that song right. and with those ideas yes. also makes a lot of sense to me. You hear that timpani there at the end? Yeah, oh yeah. They were like, "Don't forget about me. I'm still here too."
1: <laughs> I believe is that is that my heart beating?
0: I mean, that would be a very irregular heartbeat, so you might want to go to a doctor, <laughs> but that's reasonable.
1: Yeah, but 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 the thing I like is that there's that listen, listen, listen. Yeah. And then from from the audience's perspective then you know kind of there's we just we have to listen right because it's it's all instrumental right or there's a a a, an instrumental break there right no words yeah and it kind of has you in suspense well what's is there something else coming is this is this the end of the track because it's and this is our
0: most this is our most substantive instrumental break yet on the album and it's foreshadowing the entirely instrumental tracks that will be coming later.
1: All right. And so what, what kind of, do you know what instruments are in there in that instrumental break?
0: Well, lots of strings. Like you said, double bass, um, cello. I think there are some violins in there as well. I think there's a vibraphone. The organ is still there. The, the timpani, like I said. So it feels more classically orchestral. Like you know, okay. in other songs so far, we've had quirky instruments like the Hammond organ and the accordion and like the Glockenspiel and things like that. But this feels more like you you would go to a concert hall and hear this kind of thing,
1: right? That is probably what uh, what uh, the bassist was saying earlier, right? That uh, kind of having mm. this uh, classical feel. But yes, you're right. When a when a when a composer, right? When a when a singer songwriter says, "Listen," um, even you know. So there's the context of, of the lyric, but I also think that the, you know, hear the composer saying, listen to what's coming next, right? Listen to this yeah. and tell me it's not beautiful. Uh-huh. Right? Tell me that this isn't, this isn't better th- than uh, any, uh, any song about uh, a T-bird getting taken away by daddy, you know?
0: Well, if he really wants to have that argument, I will argue with him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs>
2: Your eyes and Don't put your on
1: my so the song ends with uh five lines of don't talk right uh the anathema of the don't talk the repetition um that and
0: that's a replacement of you know because it was come close close your eyes and be still but now the phrase come close is just swapped out for don't talk again
1: he keeps saying don't talk um does she want to does she keep starting Mm -hmm. and he has to kind of you know Put his uh, put his index finger on her mouth, saying "No, don't." The talk. time for
0: talking is over. That's <laughs> very soap opera. I just had I just had an idea I've never had before. All right. What if he is saying it? This this last part. What if it's directed at himself? Ah. Who's Who's the only one who's talked this whole time?
1: The problem is, is that unless he's he's unless he's he's talking to himself and to, and to the other person. Because don't mm. talk, put your head on my shoulder. Um, well, his head should already be on his shoulders, I'm hoping. <laughs> right? You know, or all of a sudden we've got... His uh, head's uh, in the me. clouds. That's <laughs> Two heads are better than one, right? To uh, to quote uh, Lambert. Uh, head heads are better okay. than one. Uh, but anyway, yes. So, uh, um Lambert, uh, who are the, who is the trio? Ross. The jazz. Yeah, you there it. you go. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. Uh, but, but so don't talk, put your head on my shoulder. Yeah. I think he, he I guess, um, I would say he would definitely be in, in, included in that, but he can't mm. not be saying it. He can't be saying it to himself only because yeah. yes, because that then the second parts of those lines make, little sense yeah
0: well close your really eyes and just, be
1: still yeah but th- i was don't really talk.
0: just thinking about the first part the, yeah the and, repeated, and certainly this I, now more yeah. often repeated don't talk
1: right no i i and i think there's there's probably much truth to be said that the less he talks the better for him yeah. right so yeah no i like that um so there's
0: that Yeah, me too. Uh, and this is where word choice is very important because it would have been a very different song had it been called Shut up. Put your head, in, your head. <laughs> in. The Princess Diaries, the novel by Meg Cabot, Mia's best friend, Lily, has a public access television show called Lily Tells It Like It Is. But then when they made the movie with Anne Hathaway, the title, the show was still in the movie, but the title was changed to Shut Up and Listen. <laughs> And I, I remember mentioning it to you at the time. I was like, oh, they changed the title. And you were like, well, this is punchier.
1: It's it's true. Shut Up and Listen is always punchier than, uh, what was the original one?
0: Lily tells it like it is.
1: Yeah, so it has less less force. Yeah. Especially if we're not seeing it on the page.
0: Although I, I think she has like a poster board on the front of her desk that says oh, Shut okay. Up and Listen. Right. So So you would still have seen it, but it's also, it's... It makes more sense for a movie to have it be that title. Uh, But Brian's not writing a song called Shut Up and Listen. Right. I'm thinking of the song in My Fair Lady. Words, words, words. I'm so sick of words.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. Don't
0: talk of June. Don't talk of fall. Don't talk at all. Show me. Right. Yes. Um, Um, So maybe a less aggressive version of that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I think you're, you're, I think there's much to be said for there because, and, and, he, you know, and it, it, it's, it holds true for both of them, right? To go back to the beginning, I can hear so much in your sighs, right? So just your sighing tells me so much. Your eyes tell me so much. Um, there are words we both could say, right? And it's, we both could say,
2: but yeah. don't
0: talk.
1: Right. So he's included- Yeah. There's already a
0: lot of nonverbal communication happening. So let's right. keep it that way,
1: right? And because words are just going to get in the way. Well, um, and
0: that weird that come close, close your eyes. The oh, two yeah. different meanings juxtaposed right next to one another. That's interesting. yes,
1: good. yes, very good. Yeah, I like that a lot too. Yeah. So yeah. uh, I'm. I, I must admit, I'm a. Pre- and this is this is an Asher. Uh, this is an Asher lyric.
0: Yeah, I realized I should have said that at the top. But yes, Tony Asher wrote this lyric.
1: All right. So, uh, props to uh, Mr. Asher. Uh, as you say, it does, doesn't go. It doesn't go forward a lot, right? Um, right. By by, the, you know, the, we haven't we haven't proceeded, uh, we haven't progressed uh, much at all from the beginning. Um, but I think that's the point, right? We could live forever tonight, right? This moment is everything, so we don't need to go. We don't need to think about what's next. We don't need to think about tomorrow. We don't need to think about the past or talk about the past. Yeah, This is it. I'm tall so you can put your head on my shoulder.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I believe it was Jesus Christ who said, save tomorrow for tomorrow. Think about today instead.
1: Did he really say that or did he just sing it?
0: Um, Well, according to theologian Tim Rice, he said it.
1: Okay. But, you know, right.
0: opinions, accounts and opinions differ. And <laughs> that's not me. Obviously, we're occupying this negative space. You know, that's, that's not me. Like we were talking right. about, you know, I, I don't totally know what's right for me, but I've at least figured out what's not. Here, we also have a negative space, but it's more balanced. You know, it's don't talk, but here's something you can do instead. Put your head on my shoulder, you know, come close. That appeals to me in terms of, like, you know me, there is a lot of things I like to complain about. If if you get me on a ball about something, like if you right. get me started, I, I will gladly complain about something. But I also try to make it a rule not to complain without supplying a solution. You know, well, this is something I don't like, but here is a way that I would uh, I would propose we do it instead. Because otherwise it's not constructive. You know, it's just complaining. So Correct. I like that this it's not just telling the girl what not to do or saying you know don't don't do that. Well, then what should I do? It offers an alternative. So I do appreciate right. that the even you know the title alone does that.
1: Right, and 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 the 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 negative space to use your term, the negative space is what by by not following that. I think his argument is or his response would be negativity is going to come up right there's going to be well why did you go away before he's going to have to talk about well i came back because i didn't like where i was and i didn't like who i was becoming and all of that mm. so um the the talking would just lead to true negativity on both on on both ends yeah right i i had to go right as we talked about last time i i have to go right and now maybe i i left badly in a sense right maybe i left it at the wrong time but i left because i had to i had to go Mm -hmm. away um but then i when i went away i realized i didn't i i don't like this i don't like this i don't like me here this isn't me i'm going back home Mm -hmm. and so now that they're back together it's like well talking about all that past stuff is not going to be worthwhile For me, that's just maybe that's just my attitude toward life, right? If it's past, there's no (laughs) need to talk about it. Why dredge it up? You're a
0: you're a talker, so I I, am, but I I,
1: but but I'm not a let's 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 talk about the past and figure out what went wrong. Nah, let's it's it's over. If it's over, then let's just let sleeping dogs lie. It's it's not it's not necessarily the healthiest attitude. But uh, I'm I'm well, sticking not with not in it.
0: all circumstances, but it can work in some circumstances.
1: Yes, right. But I'm I'm not <laughs> I'm not interested in those circumstances.
0: And I mean by positive and negative space, I meant respectively the presence and absence of something. So not okay. negative space in terms of active negativity, but just in terms of the the absence of something else. But I do gotcha. think you're right that you know. Go, going to that place would invite active negativity. And that's not what we want here.
1: Right. Right. Because we could live forever tonight. Because yeah. uh, what's the, uh, at the beginning? Um, wouldn't it be nice to live together in the kind of world where we belong? Um, and so here we could live uh, tonight, uh, live forever tonight. Yeah, so this idea of 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 living and and how one lives um, is definitely a a major uh, you know theme in yeah. this album. Uh, you know, so uh, how to live, where to live, um, with whom one should live.
0: You know, let's let's give up trying to be the architects of this other world. That that now seems like too much effort. We can have that world right here between the two of us tonight so let's just do that instead
1: right and uh and maybe that's all that matters right that's it's it's uh that's it's you and me right your head on my shoulder listening to each other's hearts beat that's the key
0: well and we could live forever tonight that feels very you know tonight from west side story which is again an entire world existing between two people because they can't have it in the outside world and right. or, it feels very dream sequence in that way. Yeah, given that the movie is full of dream sequences, so you okay, were gonna say, it. yeah,
1: no, I was just gonna say, or tonight is what it means to be young from uh, Streets of Fire. Bam, there you go.
0: Oh, bad that uh, movie bad rock musical with, uh, with Rick <laughs> Moranis <laughs> and the and, girl who's, uh, who else is in it? Diane Lane uh, D- isn't Diane she the, Lane the yes.
1: yes, Yes, yes.
0: And who's the one who's always going? Cody, <laughs> <laughs> that was oh, the funniest movie ever! Oh
1: my god! Oh man, I love that soundtrack though. That, let's do let's do a podcast on the Streets of Fire soundtrack. Streets of Fire, nineteen eighty four. Uh, Michael Paré, Diane Lane, Rick Moranis, Amy Madigan, and Willem Dafoe. See,
0: Willem look Dafoe, at that. That's right. Yes, I remember. That's I remember right. Shots of him in that movie. Wow. And of
1: course Streets of Fire was the the t- they probably wanted Bruce Springsteen music because mm. that's a that's the title of a Springsteen song but uh I but I will defend that movie to the end because of the soundtrack. So
0: those songs are fun. I'll give it that.
1: Anyway, back you to know, uh...
0: Diane Lane does it so well. <laughs> How am I going to live up to that? That's Me true. Performing Even though she's song would surely just disappoint you.
1: That's true, but she's not singing anyway. So uh, um, uh, I can't point. imagine. Yeah, she was doing. I can't imagine she was doing her own vocals. Uh, but which back to bring to it don't... back
0: to both uh, "My Fair Lady" <laughs> and "West Side Story," people weren't singing in those either.
1: <laughs> that's true. Other people
0: were singing for them, or they were just talking. That...
1: I'm going to have to make a list of favorite actresses who don't sing in the musicals they make. And uh, certainly like Natalie, Wood. Natalie Wood. Natalie Wood would be one of those. <laughs> and Natalie Wood doesn't sing in two, right? Both in Gypsy and in West Side Story. And then um, and then Diane Lane in Streets of Fire.
0: Because they're all doing in real life what Singing in the Rain does in the plot.
1: But that's because they they um you know her voice was just silly right um in uh, in singing in the rain that's why yeah, she could, and and that and that something and that of course reflected a lot of you know that actual actual um history hollywood history where there are all these there are any number of silent film stars that didn't be that couldn't continue in their careers because of their voices
0: oh once they switch to the talkies interesting yes
1: right yeah so so that's what that reflects and that's one of the main things that makes singing in the rain so great is that it's a great musical with great songs and great dancing and great acting but it also is a plot that's interesting you know and and yeah is reflective of you know kind of it's it's Hollywood eyes, needless to say, but it's uh, but it reflects actual history. And, you know, think about uh, um, Nick Lowe, Nick Low's uh, uh, Marie Provost, right? About the you know the silent film star that it couldn't make it in the talkies and mm-hmm. was eaten by her dog. So there you go.
0: We uh, knew he was going to come up at some point.
2: Yeah, well, he, because he, he was the
0: greatest songwriter the fifties never had. <laughs> you know, if he if he'd been writing even 15 years earlier he would have run paul anka out of town He's like, he would get, he get out of here canadian
1: yeah uh, paul would have uh, paul would have recorded some nick Lowe songs any <laughs> anything else actually the about education. the beach boys
0: <laughs> i i have no more words to say about this song
1: well don't talk then um, yes. So no, I, I, agree. That's I but, why, uh, you but... know,
0: light travels faster than sound. That's why some people appear <laughs> bright before they speak.
1: Oh, you are full of great, uh, um, great lines today. Well, let me just say, I like this song so much more now. Um, than I did uh, however many minutes ago this, uh, this episode started. Um, so I, I appreciate it a lot more, and I, uh, I, just, I, I just see it in a, in a much clearer way. So let me thank you for the opportunity for looking at this so closely.
0: Well, and the thanks and the appreciation are mutual. I think the same goes for me. Um, certainly there's a lot more going on in it than, especially in the lyric than I originally surmised. So, and you brought a lot of that out as well. So thank you.
1: All right. And thank you to, uh, to, uh, our audience. Uh, make sure you, uh, listen to all the episodes, share it with your friends and, uh, please. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, comment. We'd love to hear what you have to say. Things we we get right, things we get wrong. Um, Yeah, we now uh, know that we're
0: available on all the platforms. So leave a rating and or review if you wish.
1: And so until next time, everybody, thanks for listening. I'm Gil.
0: Yeah, wait for the day. I'm Cecilia. Thanks so much for listening to Pod Sounds. We're glad you're here. Subscribe, rate, review—all that good stuff. You can find us on Insta at pod underscore sounds underscore podcast. You can find me at cm giglio, and you can find Gil at ct halfwit. I've been your co-host and producer, Cecilia Gelati. See you soon.